0: What's up everybody, welcome to the Big 6 Podcast, every Monday, April 8th, steaming towards the off-season, draft is in route, we're going to talk about uh, some guy that works with us in a three-round mock draft, we'll mention that, I'm Will Brinson, by the way, I'm the host of this podcast, daily on CBSSports.com, by the way, national championship is tonight, Virginia, Texas Tech, go Red Raiders! Uh, if you need advice on that game for whatever reason, maybe you want to wager something on the game, go to sportsline.com, and uh, you can get some advice there. You can also check out CBS Sports HQ. We'll have live coverage leading up to the game, picks from uh, experts, real sports talk for real sports fans throughout the day, and then analysis from Matt Norlander and crew, uh, Tim Doyle as well. Following the game, CBS Sports HQ on Roku, uh, Amazon, Fire, what, uh, Apple TV, any device you want. Check it out. It's good stuff. You can also see all the gentlemen joining me. I think most of the, most of the gentlemen. Ryan, Ryan Wilson, you're on HQ six or seven times a day, aren't you? Uh,
1: actually it's been a, a nice little break the last two weeks because of the, the the March Madness, but I suspect after I called it the March Madness, after it ends on Monday, it'll be full bore for the next three weeks.
0: I would anticipate the next three weeks of your life from a video production standpoint are going to be hell.
1: Um, I, I don't know. Look, we were busy from the senior bowl up until March Madness. So, it'll be slow. it was a nice little like a uh, sort of mid-season break.
0: Uh, also on the, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't care enough. Um, also I'm just kidding, also on the podcast, wearing a hat, John Breach, not wearing a hat like he did on his date the other night. Sean Wagner. Hi guys.
1: Hello. I will. You forgot them ago.
0: Uh, yeah, he this he never uses my full name. You know what really annoys me? I have to send the description of the
2: podcast to, uh... and you never spell my name right, or you don't include my second last name. It's like Sean Wager or something.
0: That's a, that's an autocorrect on my on my desktop. It does that. I I just his don't...
1: Phone, as He's doing something he shouldn't be doing. That's what he's trying to say. Well, that's you cool. type your phone and autocorrects on your phone while you're going to the gym or Easter oh, the... egg hunts or.
0: I was at an Easter egg hunt. I was spending time with my family, Ryan. I'm sorry that. You've you been to 12
1: Easter egg hunts this year, that's all I'm saying.
0: I've been to one Easter egg hunt. I went to a T ball game where I was an assistant coach. Not a certified coach, but an assistant coach.
1: Is that like the third base coach?
0: First base coach. Thank you for first asking. Okay. Uh, so You're you not get to like wave you allowed home. within hundred feet of
3: a T ball field, Brenton. How'd you work this one out?
0: Uh I wore I had a mustache <laughs> and a hat on. I I took okay. I took Sean's date hat and wore it. Uh, this so, was Nora. Put it, what is it, it, uh, Levitard says, put it on the poll, Guillermo. Let us know what you think. Should you wear a hat on a first or second date? Yes or no? Sean's giving me the middle finger now. I think he means yes. Ryan, what say you?
1: Come on. Of course you don't. I mean, what? I don't care what year it is, unless uh, – Breach actually mentioned this before we started the podcast. Unless you're living in an era where you wear top hats, then, then maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, on what planet are you wearing a this baseball hat? This is the
2: last time I ever text any of you guys yeah. for it, advice. You will be it's just general you. life advice. Did you wear the hat?
1: No, he didn't. He said he didn't. Okay. Did the date go and well? You actually asked a good question, Brenton. <sighs> you know, a few times you've actually asked a question. You said, are you going to a baseball game? Because <laughs> if you're going to a baseball game, you can wear a hat. But if you're going like to a restaurant – I guess a movie you can wear a hat, but if it's a second date, what, what are you saying to or someone? Like if
3: you're going to a 1920s flapper theme party, that's, what, <laughs> that's where the top hat comes in. So that's
2: legal. My <laughs> level of interest in of discussing this on the air is minimal. Also, yeah, Brinson, send me, send me one of those t-shirts. It's been months will, since you've gotten to pick six shirts. You have not sent sent us them yet.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, says
2: I a hat. have to log off this podcast right now. Where's where's my gear? Breach got that at the Super Bowl, right?
1: Yeah. And that, it wasn't from Brenton. It was from yeah. people who I, care about us. I
0: figured. I'll mail. uh, slack me, slack your address, put your address in Slack and I'll, I'll send it after we get done with the, the show. Wow. Actually, yeah, sure. Yeah. Good. Get, get, go to shirt. shirt. Uh, shirts. I got these shirts. I'll give me, and I'll bring John and Ryan. I'll bring y'all to Nashville. Um, Sean, send your address, shirt size and, uh, preference green or gray. And hat size. I like both colors.
3: And if any listener tweets their address to Brinson, he might
0: mail you something. Sure. And uh, if you want to send me beer, DM me, and I'll give you my address. And you can mail beer to my house. And my wife will be like, why are you giving out your address to strangers? And I'll be like, because I want free beer from my podcast listeners who live all over the country. And send me fantastic beer. Anyway, we don't want to get too much into beer. People get mad. Let's get into the NFL news <laughs> John, I'm going to let you uh, – John, would you like to take the lead here? What, what, what's been happening in the NFL? Tell me about Odell Beckham. What? Uh, by the way, we're, then we're going to tell you about some teams. We're do the news. We'll talk about Ryan's mock draft really quickly, and then we'll talk about some teams who might make a leap into the playoffs depending on how they can do in the draft. Uh, were you stunned, John, to find out that the San Francisco 49ers didn't even get a call from the New York Giants about Odell Beckham?
3: Absolutely not. This is classic Dave Gettleman where you don't think – he knows what he's doing, and then he actually doesn't know what he's doing. Like, <laughs> you're about to trade this guy away. You potentially could have a bigger offer on the table. You've had a team in the 49ers who tried all offseason to get him. Who knows what they would have offered, but he didn't even call to find out. He didn't even give a courtesy call. Uh, that That's just mind-blowing that all you got to do is pick up the phone. Hey, John Lynch, I know we've been talking about this Odell Beckham trade. I'm literally going to trade him to the Browns in 10 minutes unless you blow me away. That's all you got to say. Conversation call has 30 seconds because either it blows you away or he doesn't. Didn't even give him the courtesy call. What were you thinking, Dave? What were you thinking?
2: By the way, he did this pretty much last year too when he admitted that he didn't even shop the number two pick and just took Saquon Barkley without saying if someone wanted to move up for Darnold. So uh seems to be an annual tradition for Dave Gettleman.
0: It really doesn't make any sense that you would not call every team in the NFL outside of the Eagles, Redskins, and Cowboys about Odell Beckham. Like just, I mean, send out a mass tweet, send out a mass text, like, "Hey, buddy," you know, like and like BCC everybody, be like, "Oh, send me your best offer." I mean, like, just get your get your best offer. You could have gotten two first round picks from somebody.
1: I call the Redskins. Who are they going? Who's going to throw Odell back on the ball? Jay Gruden.
0: John uh, Gruden would have traded all three of his first round picks. I mean, yeah. but, he's crazy. But the Forty ers did say they wouldn't trade number two, right? They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have gone that far.
2: No, they said they wanted they would be okay for like a two to two, and then trade down to six, um, like to swap first round picks. But also in that ESPN story, it seemed like the Forty ers were trying to lowball the Browns at first, mm. or sorry, the the Giants at first, um, because they felt like this process was going to take a while, and they felt like they had time to increase their offer, and then that's why they were stunned that they never got a chance to actually increase their offer. Mm. Interesting. And
3: if you're the 49ers, I feel like if you're John Lynch, maybe you flip so you drop to six. Giants move up to two, and then you throw in your first rounder for 2020 because if you think you're going to be good and the 49ers do, then that's you know a bottom twenty, bottom of the first round pick. Yeah, and I mean, boom, Odell's pair. yours.
0: I don't know if that's I en- I don't know if that's enough. Is that enough? Is that a future first plus two plus two for thirty
1: four or whatever?
0: I would. Wait, wait, they're giving 34 as well. They're giving What was the What was the What was the was there any offer discussed that the 49ers actually had on the table?
2: No, the Giants wanted them to throw in DeForest Buckner as part of the deal and the, at first the the 49ers did not want to do that. Um but again, the 49ers thought they were going to have another chance to put together their best offer.
0: Got I got you. Got you. So, so they, there was no concrete
2: offer that we know about. Right. And but
3: also independent of the ESPN story, John Lynch said a week or two ago that the Giants just wanted the number two pick outright. Like, forget the flopping. Like, hey, you give us Odell, and we'll give you the number two pick. And that was I the have, trade on the table.
0: I would have done that if I was the Niners. I would have done it too.
3: Um, but the Niners did not want to
0: do that. They turned that also, down.
2: Also, um, bad luck for the Niners, who also thought they had the best Khalil Mack offer uh, six months ago. And the Raiders just didn't want to send him across the bay because they thought the Bears were going to be – a worse team. So yeah. I that's mean, twice in six months. They've just missed out. John
0: Gruden sort of got off the hook on that one from like his where He's like, I mean, we picked the team where it was going to be the worst. It's like you would have had the number two pick, bro. If you'd send him to the, if you'd send him to the 49ers, I mean, the 49ers would have been better, I guess, but I mean, the Bears was the worst possible destination out of all the, all the possibilities. Even the Packers were better. So also,
2: and like that rivalry is not going to matter nearly as much when they move to Vegas. So like, I understand fantasy. at first, yeah. like, Oh, we don't want to send them to our rival, but you're not oh. going to be in the Bay. You're not
0: even, you're not even in the same conference. Who cares? Yeah.
1: But when the 49ers move to Reno, it'll be right back, <laughs> fired right back up. Sean, are you going
3: to move to Vegas when the Raiders move to Vegas since you live in Oakland?
2: No, I was just, I was just in Vegas, uh, for a bachelor party and, uh, um, how'd it go? It was, it was fun. It was, it was exhausting, but it was fun. Um,
0: what did you, did you stay at your, did you stay at a hotel? Did you stay at your? Yeah, we were at the MGM. What percentage of the
3: time would you say you were not sober?
0: <sighs> I'm
3: bad with math, just
2: like the mornings. I don't well,
3: know.
0: Something like, it's like 92.5% probably. So what yeah. what yeah, time?
2: Cause that's true. Cause we slept from like 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. both nights.
0: Wow. But uh, wow. if you cool. go to bed, you're sleeping. Did you That's see the, did you see Ryan's face? Ryan was like Ooh.
2: <laughs> Ryan and then he takes a sip of his herbal tea. He took it <laughs> Ryan Maybe.
0: Ryan was surprised when you said four A. M. He was expecting like one AM.
2: Yeah, I was I mean I, I I was not a fan of that, but And yeah. and that specific time. Was, so,
3: so Sean was going to bed when Ryan was waking up. I know. <laughs> or Ryan's been up for two hours at that point.
0: Did you yeah. so were you up till four in the casinos or were you elsewhere?
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much gambling.
0: Okay, did you uh, win money? Did you lose money?
2: I did win money. Nice. No what would you win money, money. on? Blackjack. Good
1: for what? You. Good for you. You don't believe me? No, I said good for you.
2: I'm you surprised though. You, it sounds like oh. you don't trust my.
1: Do you know how to play blackjack, or you just got lucky?
2: Um, I actually do. My huh? well, one of my friends is actually knows a good amount, and so I sat a next to him. What is stuff. a
0: good amount? <laughs> like, is your friend Alan from The Hangover? <laughs> No. Is he like like you're saying like he knows a good amount, like when to hit and when to stay, or like what like Yeah, he well he just knows all the probabilities, so I just I watched oh,
2: okay. him play for like an hour and then I sat down next to him and then I played for like four hours the first night and then
1: uh, Hey, split split aces and eights, double down on eleven. Thanks. So the thanks. next time thanks. we all hang
3: out, the first round's on you, because it sounds like you won a lot, Sean. No, I didn't win. I ended up losing
2: money the next two nights, but not as
3: much. So you didn't it.
1: win, okay? I was right.
2: If Ryan,
3: I
1: did win. <laughs> I was still
0: in the plus. I put money back into the
2: APM that I took out.
0: Hey, that's all that matters. You walk out of there in the black. It doesn't. Uh, that's all that matters. Um. So I don't know if you guys heard this. I haven't heard yet. John, have you heard? The Patrick Mahomes speech that he gave to Texas Tech, or is, is it was it recorded, or did we just get word? It was like I think it was described in your article as a blood rushing, veins popping, and turned uh, speech to Texas Tech before they put a whip in my Texas Tech Red Raiders. My Red Raiders put a whip. Well, in I'm a... going to say
3: two things real quick. That number one, I know that Sean and I seem like identical twins. But Sean was – Sean the, wrote that story? Uh, I Sean wrote, worked on yeah. Sunday, and I work Saturday. So the Odell story, he also wrote <laughs> that. Uh, he wrote the Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but before I kick it to Sean, I will say one thing. If you would have told me – and I didn't really follow uh, the Michigan State-Texas <laughs> Tech game on after watching the Auburn-Virginia craziness. But if you would have told me at 6 o'clock on Saturday night – that it was going to be Kirk Cousins' pregame speech versus Patrick Mahomes' pregame speech, I literally would have spent $800 to get a flight to Vegas so I could bet $10,000 on Texas Tech because there was no way Kirk Cousins was going to pep anyone up with any kind of speech.
0: It's funny you mentioned that, John, because I was just
1: thinking about how Kirk Cousins... Tomorrow night, there's going to be a moment in the game where emotion may not be going our way. And mentally, it may not be going our way. Physically, it may not be going our way. Put your flag in the ground. Look each other in the eye, and say, "Choose to be a tough person, because tough times don't last, but tough people do. Choose to be tough, and you guys will come out victorious. Not only tomorrow night, but the next one after that."
0: I mean, right. that is the worst That's speech. Real? Yeah, that is his speech. That is on the. Actually, uh, I found it on on Instagram. Pick six at Pick six Pod on Instagram. The social media team operating our Instagram page, and they're doing a great job. Marcy. What? What do you? What, did did no, Tom Izzo do any homework? Speech. Oh, I thought you were mad at me for the Instagram. Wow. Yeah, that's does,
1: a speech. If you said, "What is that speech?" I would have said, "Oh, that's a speech that uh, Sean gave his, his buddy before they went out on the town in Las Vegas." That's how terrible. <laughs> that's
0: <his buddy. laughs> no, so Sean, yeah,
2: I actually, when I was in college, when I used to get drunk, I used to do the uh, the miracle speech. I've got that one down, so that's my go to public speech.
0: So Sean, did right. we get a video of?
1: No, there's no, it's okay. just
2: the Texas Tech players talking about it.
1: Okay. But,
0: I mean, clearly, it,
1: it like... It
2: honestly didn't even seem that great based off what they were saying them. The people. thing
1: is, Kermit the Frog giving that speech would be much more inspiring than... Because it's <laughs> just that. That's how terrible that Kermit is. That to be great! <laughs> yeah. <laughing> I'm <laughs> asking you to go out there and do some stuff that may help you score some points. Yeah. All right, get out, Kirby.
0: Um, yeah, that... Like Michigan State got manhandled by Texas Tech. I, I, uh, I have, uh, we did a Calcutta, as I mentioned, both Texas Tech and Michigan State. Um, we purchased along with, with me and my three of my friends. If, uh, Texas Tech can beat UVA on Monday night or tonight, big money in the, in the pocket. So hoping for, uh, Texas Tech. We're all happy for you. Yeah. I'm sure you are.
1: Yeah. Me too. Hey, Thank did you. you guys, I don't know if you, if this came out in time, but did you talk Friday about the Aaron Rodgers stuff? Uh,
0: we, Pete Prisco and I talked briefly about it, but go ahead and dive in on it.
1: Um, I, I I don't think Mike McCarthy's getting another job. I don't know if you guys talked about that.
0: (laughs) This is of course, you're talking about Tyler Dunn's story and, uh, Tyler Dunn's
1: um, Bleach Report is a great read. I guess, uh, I think Breach did write about this, him refuting Mike McCarthy that he was getting massages during team meetings. Yeah. But the fact that that's out there and you have to refute it doesn't reflect well on you towards the end of your tenure as, as a coach. And the fact that – but I will say this. Aaron Rodgers seems like a huge pain in the ass to work with, and the really? fact that he is who he is certainly gives him a lot of leeway. That said, it's not like – I think it's interesting that uh, we were talking – Tyler Dunn's article was talking about how if Aaron Rodgers got mad at you for what seems like petty things, you didn't run the route. He told you the route in the huddle as opposed to the play that was called. He wouldn't throw the ball to you. And it's sort of what we were talking about with Ben Roethlisberger a few weeks ago when one of the former players came out and said that he intentionally fumbled because he hated Todd Haley. But at the end of the day, these are two great quarterbacks, and I don't think anyone cares about that as long as you're winning football games. But I, that said, so um, when Lafleur starts, and he's only a couple years older than than, than um, Aaron Rodgers, when the season starts, if things go sideways early, like they start 0 and 3 or 1 and 4 or something, then I think it gets interesting about everything's going to be under a microscope: the, the body language, the frowny faces that Aaron Rodgers makes, how Lafleur deals with it. And then we'll also hear this. Mike McCarthy will come out flapping his gums about all the things that he had to put up with uh, during his time there and how he held it together. And he was the duct tape and all the other stuff.
3: Uh, well, and I'll say this real quick, is that if you take out the McCarthy massage thing, by the way, if anyone on this podcast was going to skip the podcast and get a massage, you guys think it would be Brinson? It'd totally be Brinson. Oh, God. oh yeah.
1: To do the podcast while getting a massage. I'm surprised he showed up today.
0: I would say that I'm probably like the one, one to two uh, favorite there. Uh, I'll put. I'll put Ryan as, like, a sneaky yeah. two-to-one. <laughs> He's, two He's got the old man, like, 80 I don't like, all. like, I got to
2: get work done on my knee. Like. Sean's too young. He's like, I don't like people touching my back. I, um, I'm not paying for that. Are you kidding
3: yeah, me? Read
0: that, too. Sean's, like, 25-to-one. I'd say Breach is, like, 12-to-one.
3: <laughs> but So the thing I was going to say real quick is that if you take the McCarthy massage thing out, take that little nugget out, and this was just, like – made aaron Rodgers look horrible yeah you go through this whole entire article and you know obviously greg jennings is not a big aaron Rodgers fan uh i don't remember who else was interviewed but also was not uh, a big aaron Rodgers fan jermichael and, jermichael, and, and, jermichael, finley. Yeah, jermichael yeah. finley but those guys and, have been blasting him for years well right right so then you took what they had to say and then it just painted a pretty ugly picture of rogers and, and the thing is like you see tom brady on the field he B rates his player on the sideline too, but it doesn't get out of the Patriots' locker room, probably because they win a bunch of Super Bowls, so everybody just shuts up and believes in the system. But, like, you know, you got to have somebody that crazy running your team. You know, like, I would be on Aaron Rodgers' side, and so it's kind of crazy that there is, does seem to be some animosity, uh, a lot of animosity in the Packers' organization with your star player who you're giving $33 million a year to. So it's kind of insane.
0: Elsewhere in the NFL, I'm with you. It's nuts, but um, uh, I don't. We could we give do a whole Packers podcast, honestly. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence signed his big contract on Friday. We did not talk about that. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the? Actually, I asked you, Sean, because I think you wrote about him getting uh, surgery. Had surgery. Yeah.
2: Well, he's gonna have surgery on Wednesday. Um, uh, which is pretty much why they had to bang out this deal before any other. You know, no other franchise tag players got a deal yet.
0: Right. Um Well, and, they, and like if he had surgery and they're not going to get a deal done. Like if he exactly. he was, was so going to have to have the surgery, so both sides had to be like, listen, we got to get yeah. this done so we can get he, healthy. And get he wasn't
2: going to have the surgery until he got his money. Um, but the Cowboys needed to give him his money because they can't afford to start the season without him. And recovery is going to take, I think, three to four months. So this puts him in line to be ready for the regular season or the preseason. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like a fair deal, a good deal for both sides. I think we all knew they were probably going to have to pay him. Um, it just didn't really yeah. make sense to not pay him. Um, so why, you know, why haggle and, you know, stretch it out and not have him available for the beginning of the season. So, um, I don't think it's that surprising.
0: Uh, It sounds like breach. He got, I mean, I think it's 105 million, got 60 million in like the first year, like the first 10 days or whatever. Good for him with the surgery thing. I was a little surprised at the total, the average per year. So it's, it's a lot lower than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, he's north of Olivier Vernon and Chandler Jones and all those guys, but he's not even close to Khalil Mack money. Yeah. Oh, well, I think what I love here that DeMarcus Lawrence
3: did is that he basically held negotiations hostage. Like, hey, guys, I'm not going to get the surgery until this gets done. If you want to drag this out till July, then I'll get my surgery in July, and then you're going to give me all this money anyway, and I'm not going to be available for the beginning of the season. So it's like this was the most brilliant uh, – maybe Russell Wilson needs to tell the Seahawks he has to have surgery on something to get that Move in there, but uh, yeah, I do agree that it does seem kind of low. But you know, he got what he was asking for. He wanted to get over the twenty million mark. I think the hundred million dollar—you see that number—and you're a player, it's just your eyes light up, and that's kind of the barrier you shoot for. So I think it's one of those where the Cowboys gave up, gave in a little bit. DeMarcus Lawrence gave in a little bit, and so I don't think both sides are ecstatic with how it ended, but both are happy with the deal, which is probably the best kind of deal.
0: Ryan. Your neck of the woods continues to contribute to a large amount of drama. Antonio Brown will not stop tweeting. He and Juju are involved a little tete-a-tete at the moment. It's not
1: Juju. Then Juju. A.B. started it. Here's the thing. A.B. is now Oakland's problem. He's not the Steelers' problem. Someone tweeted a picture of uh, team MVP Juju Smith-Schuster, some random person. I don't think it was anyone like a – Steeler fan. Steeler fan, Steeler right. Steve.
2: Steeler Steelers.
1: Steve. Steeler Steve.
2: It's actually,
0: that's sorry, that's Wilson's, Wilson's burner account. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what I was doing. Immediately Sunday morning, simultaneous <laughs> three three joke, like we had the exact same joke. Yeah.
1: And the next thing you know, I tweet that out, and Antonio Brown's tweeting back at me <laughs> talking about how uh Juju Smith Schuster fumbled in the week seventeen week sixteen game against the Saints. That's why they didn't make the playoffs, that's why they lost. Meanwhile, this butthole doesn't show up for a week seventeen <laughs> butthole. against the big I've
2: <laughs> been saying that a lot in this pod.
1: <laughs> but anyway, I mean the point is He's a maniac, and Bre- Breach and I've talked about this in previous podcasts around the Super Bowl. We saw him at a fan signing uh, Super Bowl week, and he looked like he was like certifiably crazy. Uh, and then he suddenly, you know, Kaiser associated up when he signed that big thirty million dollar extension with the Raiders. But I just think like he's you know too much in love with AB. He's a great football player, but he called out uh, Juju Smith Schuster. He was just minding his own business riding his bicycle today, and. What Juju Schuster tweeted back at him is something that AB tweeted previously, quote-unquote, keep your emotions off the internet, and then he went on to talk about how he tried to be a good teammate and do all the right things, and I just think it's a a function of AB being sort of bonkers, and I'm telling you, I give it six weeks over-under before he just sort of melts down in in Oakland when Derek Carr isn't throwing the ball enough.
0: Derek Carr is going to have to block him on Twitter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice call
0: now welcome to the club baby uh, i love that he tweeted uh this morning or sunday morning too he's like keep your emotions off the internet it's like are you are you aware of what also, you've been doing his, his tweet about um the fumble is just like one of the hardest
2: to read tweets yeah ever like the first time i read it i had to like make sure i knew what he was talking about um so yeah that coupled with the fact that two hours before he tweeted keep your emotions in check and then he's starting a tweet with emotion colon I don't really understand. Is he saying that's what emotion says? I don't, I have no idea what he's, what he was trying to say. I mean, I get what he was trying to say. Um, could have been a little bit clearer, I think, in the execution. So not even a good tweet. Like if you're going to burn the guy, you know, at least spend a minute crafting that. And so
1: Sean, saying all that, would you want Antonio Brown on the Bears
2: for the cost that the, for the price that the Raiders had to pay in terms of draft compensation? Of course.
1: Okay. You're not worried about the, I mean, I
2: am, but I think if you're winning and getting in the ball, I think the problem with the Raiders is um, I don't know if they're going to win. and they'll get in the ball, I don't know if they're going to win, though.
1: Listen, A.B. is not going to be happy on the, on a on a Bears team that's winning football games, but he's not getting 10 targets a
2: game. Uh, I hear you. I would still take Antonio Brown on, on my favorite football team. Okay.
0: So I ended up in a wormhole. I got from Antonio Brown's Twitter feed because I then I got to Steeler Steve's Twitter feed really quickly, yeah. uh, and he had retweeted, uh, uh, Master Tess, who works at Bleacher Report, um, did you see? He 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 was at the the cha- the Final Four, and he took this video. He's like, "And Auburn, have you seen this?" An Auburn fan next to me poured beer on his head, thinking they won. So This Auburn fan no, like no. takes his beer yeah, I think it was it, and dumps it. He's as like, "The foul got called." Yeah, and he's dude. like, "Ah!" And then he got arrested after they lost.
1: Why
2: the video cuts in half, and the next thing is him like yelling at security. Oh, at security he was, and was trying to
3: belligerent and kicking chairs over after Auburn lost. I mean, let's be honest. Who hasn't been there? Who hasn't poured beer on their own head and then gotten arrested? I mean, that's it happens
0: a, to the best of us. That's that's life. That's a life comes at you fast. fast Movement right there.
1: Um, <laughs> it's like those uh, Vikings fans when they thought they had beaten Seattle in the playoff game, and who honked that field goal, John? The twenty-yarder. Blair Walsh. Yeah, Blair Walsh. Those because those fans were kitty corner in in that stadium when it was four degrees outside, and they're like, yeah. Oh. All
0: right, Ryan. Give me your highlights from your uh, from your mock, your three-round mock that got posted. I'm sure we'll be posted on Monday,
1: Monday morning. Yeah. So here's the buzz.
0: Did uh, you today. listen to Pete Prisco on this podcast and bail on Kyler Murray at number one? No. Well, no, here's the thing. Yeah. Why, if I, is Prisco I'm, wrong. No, I think Prisco's right. He says he's hearing I'm asking Wilson. Oh,
1: ask again, Brinson. I, I was Pete Prisco
0: that. said on this podcast on Friday that he believes that the Arizona Cardinals are going in oh, a right. different direction than Kyler Murray.
1: They may be getting cold feet. Uh, I don't. I said it in the last podcast, last Sunday. I don't know why they're even going down this Kyler Murray Road. I know why Cliff Kingsbury, blah, blah, blah. But given a team that won three games, you drafted Josh Rosen 10th, he'd be the first quarterback taken in this draft. You have millions of other needs. I don't know why you double down on <laughs> another quarterback when uh, you're a terrible football team. I, I I don't understand how they got to this point, how they get, went from hiring Cliff Kingsbury before we even knew what Kyler Murray was going to do, somehow Cliff Kingsbury... I'm assuming he said in the job interview, "I will fix Josh Rosen," and then that becoming. Let's take Kyler Murray, and now we're almost full circle. Circle with, unless this is a huge long con where let's convince someone to trade up. The only person trading up that has the and this is something that, that I'll sort of segue to, as I went through this three three round mock draft. Depending on how the draft falls between picks picks four, when the Raiders pick first, and twi- twenty four when they have their second first round pick, they may not have anyone to take at thirty five that they need because they have to they have four picks in the first 35 picks. They may want to package some of those, number 27, number 35, to move up for someone. So does John Gruden fall in love with Kyler Murray? If not, I don't know who's trading up and paying that expense to get to number one. I would take Nick Bosa to be okay with it. I would take Josh Allen be okay with it, Quentin Williams be okay with it on the Cardinals and make that a better football team. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't. I wouldn't take Kyler Murray. I like Kyler Murray a lot, but that team should not take Kyler Murray. Mm.
0: Anybody else that uh, popped into the first round that we should know about?
1: Yeah, so this is a thing that's been sort of floated by uh, not only Sean's favorite scout, Greg Gabriel.
0: <laughs> okay, come on.
1: I, he,
2: I, keep, I don't he, want to associate my name. Come on.
0: I always think his name is Greg Abe, like Greg with two Gs, but it's <laughs> Greg. But it's Greg. He's a former Gabe. NFL
1: scout. He's on Twitter a lot. He gets into it with people. He's the crustiest um, Twitter. He's, very, he's <laughs> crustier than I am. He makes,
0: he makes Pete Briscoe look like Sean. In terms he
1: of, makes, like age. yeah, he makes Pete Briscoe look like Jimmy Fallon. That's how, that's how crusty this and guy like, is. And like, and
0: all the, and all the draft nerds, like, uh, like the draft network guys, like I know Matt Harmon, like they all like mess with him. This is, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's they, so they,
1: right. It's like yelling at the guy. He's
0: like, yeah, thanks clown. I'm rich and old.
1: <laughs> right. He's the old timer that lives on the corner and sits in his rocking chair and yells at you. And you just sort of throw eggs at his house as you drive by. But he said this on Twitter a few days ago. And, you know, you take it with a grain of salt because he says a lot of things sometimes. But he said Daniel Jones ain't falling on the first round. The Duke quarterback that's yeah. number four by most people. But Jim Nagy, who runs the senior bowl, uh, he's been a scout for like 18 years. He said he is hearing the same things about, um, Daniel Jones. So Someone that's.
2: Else, sorry, real quick. Someone else said that they were setting, was it Gil Brandt said that he would set the, he thinks four quarterbacks are going in the first so said, a lot said of people
0: he thinks. Are saying Briscoe's yeah, getting no, four or going to the top, top They're top, talking like top 20, like yeah. 15,
1: yeah. top half of the first round for these guys.
0: Because yeah, I, I, I asked Pete, I was like, do you think somebody's going to trade back up? And He's like, no, I think somebody holding the original pick yeah. is going to take four quarterbacks.
1: And in the Senior Bowl, there were conversations, I mean, this seems like 40 lifetimes ago, where the Giants were interested in Daniel Jones. So we'll see. They've said so much in, in the intervening weeks and months that who knows. But Daniel Jones is something to watch. So he's a guy that is very polarizing. I actually like him. If you watch him play against Clemson, he actually does a pretty good job with no one around him. And you watch your guy, Ryan Finley, against Clemson, and you saw that game. He was terrible. Yeah. So he's not a – you want to know how he plays around good players. He didn't have a lot of good players around him at Duke. So that's just probably the the overarching storyline this week.
0: Mm. Uh, All right. Any other buzz on that draft or you want to take a break and talk about some playoff teams?
1: Um. Let me see I'm just real letting quick. you
0: I'm just letting you pimp your own stuff here. I'm not I'm not putting you on the putting your feet Oh, I'll thing.
1: ask I'll ask Breach quickly. Breach, I have the uh your Bengals taking uh Drew Locke at number eleven. How do you feel about that?
3: Here is how I feel about it, Wilson. You're a Steelers hey. fan. You have no idea what you're talking about. Leave it empty next time. Don't mock any one of the Bengals. Breach Breach, if you wanna say if you wanna say f you Ryan, I will I'll bleep it out. I'm not gonna say it, but here is what I will say, Can I say
0: it? is if that you want I'll I bleep don't... it out, sure. Ryan. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh my
1: God. That's just more it. work for Branson.
3: I'm not going to do it. It's but fine. here's what I will say about, oh, take advantage of it. Come on. It feels good. I don't like dropping F-bombs. Well, now it's yeah. not organic. I'm saying, look. It should probably be right, put it out there. Ryan and, and I are wearing hats. We're practically brothers right
0: now. Sean's because, got some pinup anger. Right? <laughs> so here, here's the
3: thing with the Bengals is that I don't know what Zach Taylor is going to do. He's new. He can do whatever he wants. But if I was running the Bengals, and obviously I'm not. I do not – I stay far away. I do not draft a quarterback this year. I say I'm going to ride Andy Dalton out, see how he does in Zach Taylor's offense. If he sucks, then the Bengals have a high pick next year, a better quarterback class, and you take a quarterback. If he's awesome, then maybe you make the playoffs. You don't need a quarterback anymore because Dalton got you the playoffs, and you have him under contract for another year. So I just think you have to ride Andy Dalton for one more season no matter what, and I will be sad if the Bengals use – the 11th overall pick on a quarterback. So, Ryan, so, to answer your question, I hate it.
1: Get gotcha. So get I was off. talking to our buddy, Paul Daner, who's at the Cincinnati Enquirer, on his podcast last week, and he said Bengals fans would be fine with a quarterback.
3: Oh, yeah, they would be, but that's, you know, that's – I, I, You don't want
1: to ask Bengals.
3: I, there's, a, there's a love-hate relationship with Andy Dalton, and I totally get it. And so I'm on the love part. Most fans are on the, you know, the hate side, kind of leaning that way.
0: Sean, uh,
1: and in the third round, the uh, first pick of the Bears – Having 2019, i <laughs> taking the cornerback. You okay with that? I am
0: okay with that. It's okay. kind of nice if you're a Bears fan. Like you don't, there's not a lot of excitement around the draft, but you're like, well, we got Khalil Max. so um what,
1: Second round pick, Anthony Miller. Is that what that was?
0: Yeah. Um, can,
3: I, can I ask Ryan a question real quick? Yes, but I have signed I this, this is a three round mock draft. How long did it take you to project out 102 picks? Was this well, like this, eight this, hours?
1: This. this uh, what'd you say?
3: How long did it take you to write a story where you're projecting out 102
1: picks? Now what was your guess hours-wise? Uh, eight. That's exactly how long it took. Are you serious? Not not this Sunday. The previous Sunday. This is my second version of the third Ryan one. I'm just out.
0: changed first and second overall picks and they did That's the exact right, same three rounds. It helps <laughs> no one reads the
1: in-between. No, but the first time I did it to uh, last Sunday, it took me eight hours. But uh, it took a little less time this time because the write ups were done for a lot of the players, so on and so forth. But, yeah, yeah, I remember. like
0: I like how you do that. I respect it. I, I'd never thought about it. Like you, you just copy and paste your write ups for for some of the yeah, players. Yeah,
1: you make making gent- look. If you're doing 32 p- players and you're doing a mock draft once a month for two months, that's fine. But this is literally my 31st mock draft. Say, and it, um, you just just, I make the write ups for players after the first round. Just about say the it player. to
0: my face, man. Um, the uh, one other thing to mention uh, draft wise. This is Lance Zierlein, I always get Lance's name wrong, I can never pronounce it, uh, of NFL NFL Media, a good friend of ours out of Houston too. After speaking with a few different teams, I definitely get the feeling that Dwayne Haskins' draft stock was more media-created than team-driven. I see Haskins falling on draft day, I think the chances are increasing that he is not the second QB off the board. What say you, Ryan?
1: I can see Drew Locke going ahead of him. If Daniel Jones goes before Dwayne Haskins, that would be that would be something. That said, if the Giants took Dwayne Haskins I mean, took Daniel Jones at number six, that would surprise absolutely no one. I mean, we we're just talking about Dave at the top of this podcast.
0: If Dave Gettleman takes Daniel Jones at six, <laughs> it's going to be a dance party on his.
1: There are already on his... conversations about how people are going to. You know how they. In this political environment, people are planning riots before something happens yeah, politically. Yeah, People are planning riots before Dave Gettleman drafts Daniel Jones at number six because there's a chance it may happen. It would not surprise me that would be simply so, because that would be something Dave Gettleman
0: would do. So GD awesome if he does that. I mean, it's just. But yeah.
1: that, look, that allows, this could actually help. I think Drew Locke's a good quarterback, but I think Dwayne Haskins is better. This could make it easier for John Elway not to mess up the quarterback call at number 10 if it's only Dwayne Haskins he has to pick. Or not, I'm not, not Drew Locke. If, um, Daniel Jones goes number six, because then it's only Drew Locker, Dwayne Haskins for uh, John Elwood to take at ten. He can't mess that up. Like I, I feel like he could take Tyree Jackson, who's six seven and plays at Buffalo. Like he's a. I mean, super he could buff.
0: he could draft a quarterback at ten instead of another player. That would be messing it up. <laughs> he could trade the tenth
3: pick away for Paxton Lynch.
1: <laughs> he could do, he could do that. I mean, that he could draft Peyton Manning he could do a lot of things but I think that, that would simplify things for him if Daniel Jones is off the board one less. so what you need is a Bengals as a excuse me Broncos fan is for a lot of quarterbacks to go before the Broncos pick and just hope that the one left over is a good one
0: mm, interesting all right it's going to be spicy we got a lot of time to talk about it let's take a quick break we'll come back and tell you what teams might make a leap into the playoffs next year
1: Hyundai's most electric EV lineup changes the way you look and feel about EVs, specifically Hyundai EVs. Hyundai's EV lineup has everything you've been yearning for in your next or first EV, boldly captivating your senses. There's the ultra-fast charging in the Ionic 5 and Ionic 6 from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. There's the fun-to-drive lineup and the tech-infused standard safety features like highway driving assist and blind spot collision warning. Plus, you get America's Best Warranty with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited electric battery warranty. Learn more about Hyundai EVs at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's Best Warranty Claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations.
0: All right. Man, what a hot podcast so far. We got swearing Sean, swearing steamboat, cussing, cussing McGuff.
3: Sean, did you swear on your second date?
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, I,
0: I'm sure I did.
1: He said, like, I, wear, I, I wish I'd worn my effing hats, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> do, you,
0: do, you, do you, do you, do you think you cussed? Were you like, no, let's let's not talk about it. Were you like, hell I yeah. Didn't. Hell yeah. Like, Pierre, <laughs> like, like, what did you say?
2: <laughs> Let's move on. Playoff teams.
0: Yeah. Damn right I read about football.
2: I like that you think like damn right and hell yeah. Or,
0: or, I, I don't or want like to have like to deal with... I don't have to bleep, you don't want to have to not it out. I don't have to get back and bleep him out. Yes, yeah, so I'm just uh, pretending like... Ah! Sugar puff. Ryan Moore missed a chance to tie for the lead. Got Ryan Moore to win this golf tournament. The event.
2: Brinson-Sean
3: relationship is turning into Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I confided in him in a privately about my personal life and now Whose he's mistake
1: just
3: passing
2: that? it all over there i mean it, you're right it's completely my mistake here i um, i feel so like i learned my lesson i feel like no talking about you wearing a hat for advice i mean we didn't like i got all the advice i need from him don't get married don't have
0: kids <laughs> whoa, 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 never, don't wear a hat on your second date don't screenshot the text the times i text you to tell you that because that will get me in trouble very quickly uh let's go around the horn here we'll start with you sean wagner mcguff picking teams who we think did, who didn't make the playoffs last year, who we think will make the playoffs this year. You, uh, I, I was going to let Ryan go first. You jumped the line and claimed the first most obvious team. Who is the
2: Browns? And that's exactly why I jumped the line. So I could just talk about the Browns since we all, we all know why they're going to make the playoffs or we, we all know why we think they will make the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield um, I think they did a good job retaining Freddie Kitchens. He, that being said, I feel like he's the biggest, in a way, the question mark. Um, we think he's a good play caller. He certainly did a good job after taking over the offense after Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley um, got fired. But how he manages the team as a head coach, I think it's the biggest unknown. And if they hit a little speed bump early with all those expectations, and Odell kind of goes crazy um You know, you could see how it could fail. Um, I just think they're way too immensely talented um, to say they're not going to at least compete for a wild-card spot or the AFC North. And it goes on both sides of the ball. Um, I do think one of the problems they might have is on the offensive line, you know, after Joe Thomas retired. um, And they also – who's the guard they traded to? um, Joel Batonio. Yes. So I do think they could do a little bit to shore up on the offensive line. Um the good news though is that by keeping Freddie Kitchens, uh, we saw it this past season his quick passing game kind of neutralized opposing um, pass rushes. So uh look if Baker Mayfield takes the next step, I think they're a playoff team. Um Better, better
1: team Sean step. the Browns or the or the uh, Packers?
2: The better team is the Browns. Interesting. From, I think from I think from top to bottom. Did you I think Rodgers just tell us who that.
0: I, I, think with the Browns, the one thing you need to worry about is the two things you need to worry about. That offensive line that you pointed out at Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchen's first time as a head coach. I mean, we don't, we just don't know how it's going to go. He can't do, you know, I, I trust in him, but it is an unknown as to how he will operate as a head coach. Ryan, were you implying that your team for this exercise was the Green Bay Packers?
1: No, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Ah, oh, that's right. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm Steeler Steve. Come on. It's in the name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many different Steelers, like, do, is it like Steeler Stan? Steelers, Seve, like Steelers. Seve, yes, it's Seve. Steelers, Steelers, Steeler Sarah. Steelers Sean taken? Steelers Sean.
1: S-H-A-U-N. Steelers Sean. He has three out.
0: different Steelers Seans. S-E-A-N, S-H-U-N, S-H-W-N. Um, do you have a Steelers Sarah that's like just to throw people off? You're like, oh, like hey, like, love yep. you, A-B.
1: Susie, Stacey, I got them all.
0: So that would be, if you had four female burner accounts, that would be pretty weird.
1: But anyway, the Steelers are going back to the playoffs. They got rid of the, the – uh, the cancer, and Antonio Brown. They cut him out. Uh, they're obviously going to miss that production. I think a big part of how they sort of make up for that production is how things go in the draft. They signed, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Dante Moncrief. They got him. He's certainly not Antonio <laughs> Brown.
2: <laughs> problem solved. No, uh, I'm just
1: saying that one of the wide receivers they they signed. Just the, he's a, he's you know he's a guy, like literally a guy.
2: He is a human being.
1: That's right. So that's why they need to address it again in the draft. You know, there's some wide receivers they could take probably in the second round. Uh Le'Veon Bell's gone, but he was gone last year. I, I think as long as uh James Conner can stay healthy and your guy Jalen Samuel can, can stay uh healthy, that's fine. Uh defensively I think if they get a few guys, you know, that's probably a bigger concern than offense. Do you think we'll they would
0: see. trade up for Devin Bush or Devin White?
1: They're gonna trade up pretty high, I feel like. I feel like Devin Bush and Devin White could be gone by eleven. Uh the Bucks need a linebacker and, and obviously the the Bengals do. John would rather have a linebacker, I think, than a quarterback, it sounds like so uh they have like ten draft picks, so they can trade up to some extent. But I mean, you're not trading your fifth and sixth and seventh round pick to move up from twenty to fifteen right. or twenty twenty to twelve or whatever. So um I think they'll be fine. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the post AB world. If that makes things better or worse. I think the offense could could be conceivably okay. It's just a defense that they have to sort out.
2: What do you is do you think their biggest need is linebacker?
1: Yeah, it, 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 they signed Mark Barron, but Mark Barron is not very good. I mean, yes, he's a former first round pick, but you know, he got cut by the, the Rams partly because of the contract, but partly because he he wasn't great. So he can play that position, but they, they haven't replaced Ryan Shazier and they they won't be able to. Um the problem is after those two linebackers I mentioned, Devin White and Devin Bush, there's no one really worth taking in the first or second round. So they just may have to get lucky in the third round. But they didn't get an edge rusher, they can get like help in the secondary. Um they signed Steve Nelson from Kansas City, who actually isn't terrible even though he played in Kansas City. But I think if they get a cornerback and edge rusher and maybe like a third or fourth round guy that can just sort of do something at linebacker, they'll be better.
3: Well, let me ask Sean and Ryan this. Uh, is the AFC North getting two playoff teams or one of you guys is just going to be completely wrong?
1: I think Sean sort of hit on it. I think it depends. Now, the Steelers could miss the playoffs. That's not a thing. But I think the bigger sort of storyline is how do the Browns handle failure early? I mean, they're used to losing, but what usually happens is they keep losing. So if they start. Two and four, two and five. What's Freddie Kitchens' plan? And I think that'll determine. Now, if they start four and oh, I guess the the question could be: Can they handle that success too? Because we've seen in the past, most recently uh under Mike Patton, they start. They were in first place in November in the AFC North, and they just imploded. I think they were like seven and four at one point, and they finished seven and nine.
0: Well, Alex, so. that was when Alex Mack got hurt,
1: right? Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, but I think that wasn't the only reason they went. No,
0: no, I mean, Alex Mack got hurt in like. I mean, Brian Hoyer is playing pretty well, and that run game was really good with Kyle Shanahan as OC. And then Mac Mac broke his leg, and their offense went.
1: Well, I mean, so injuries happen. So that's nothing. How did they handle it? So, yeah, who knows what the we know? The Steelers could do any number of things. Most of them annoying to me, but I think the more interesting story is what the Browns do.
0: I, I like. I I think the Steelers are great value this year in terms of. They're rent? both eight and a half, right? Yeah, I mean, but like the Steelers are two to one to win the division. It's, it's just ridiculous. They shouldn't, they should, Sean, uh, Sean Ryan, Breach is shaking his head. Uh, I assume that's a Cincinnati thing. Is that what's going on?
3: No, I, I, my team is not the Bengals. My, my, not team that didn't make the playoffs last year. I'm not going to stick with the AFC North. I am going with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and a lot of this comes down to if I've learned one thing, Over the past 10 years, it's that if you look at people who are good at dealing with drama, there's like, you know, there's high school girl level drama. There's Hmm. college drama. And then you get to crazy. My coach was getting massages and skipping team meetings drama. And who is better to deal with that than Aaron Rodgers? You put a chip on his shoulder. He falls in the draft in 2005. Boom. He's awesome. Once he gets the starting job, all his uh, family problems came out in 2016. That was the season he led them to the NFC Championship game. So you put something on Aaron Rodgers' plate, and it's like he takes a plate and throws it in your face and then makes you feel dumb about it. So I think Rodgers is going to have an absolute bounce-back season. Sorry, Sean. Uh, the Packers beefed up their defense, and I think they're going to smoke the Bears in Week 1, then flush them down the toilet along with the rest <laughs> of the NFC North, and they're going to win the division
2: and make the playoffs and I probably don't... get to the NFC title game. I think Breach is mad. I think I was mean to the Bengals at the end of the season or
1: something. You probably or, uh, So, John, what happens if Aaron Rodgers gets mad at um, Matt LaFleur?
3: And LaFleur goes and sits in a corner, and Rodgers runs the team, and they make the playoffs.
1: That's S- sort of what they did last year with – um, what's his name? Who was the, the – Philbin. Like they said, Philbin, just stand over there. He burned his <laughs> – No, spirit. he threw oh, two and, challenges,
3: and then they're like, all right, now you don't have to do a thing. And the exactly. thing with McCarthy was even if Rodgers did that, the playbook was so limiting – that it's not like he could say let's do this, you know. In the Tyler Story, it said, "Hey, look, they they've been running the same routes for seven years, so everybody knew it was coming, and they still had a little bit of success. So now there's going to be some mystery in their offense, which there hasn't been in seven or eight years. So that's an edge for the Packers, and obviously, you know, like I said, they beefed up their defense. So I really, 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 really like Green Bay this but year. What if?
1: You know, We heard about uh, in that Tyler Dunn piece about Aaron Rodgers changing plays all the time for the reasons you just pointed out. But what if Aaron Rodgers is changing the plays that Matt LaFleur calls for him and he doesn't like them? I mean, how do you resolve that? Matt
3: LaFleur is a first-year head coach. He's going to defer to Aaron Rodgers. He's never going to complain publicly. He's just I think he, he would just let it ride, and, and he might sit him down one-on-one in a room and say, look, we got to hammer this out last week. That didn't work for you me. You what, what Aaron Rodgers says to him?
1: He says to him what Sean just said to me. F you. Hmm.
3: Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was be like, hey, man, we're 5-1. and one. Why am I listening to you? So I just think it's Aaron Rodgers' team. He knows he's getting older. He's probably got one or two like A-plus seasons in him before we're going to see him kind of decline. If that didn't happen this year, but he played on a gimpy knee, so I'm not going to rate 2018 as a decline. But, you know, that's it. One or two good seasons. Rodgers knows his clock is ticking, and... So if he has to take over the team, he takes over the team. And even if there is drama, I don't think we'll see it out in public. I don't see, think we'll see the animosity we saw between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not even worried about LaFleur, and I don't think Rodgers is either. Do you think they're winning the division? Sean, I just told you they're going to flush the toilet with the NFC North. What part of that did you not understand? Well, you said the Bears, <laughs> the Vikings. Still Wait, do you
0: mean that they're going to the take – really Did use... you hear
1: Kirk Cousins' pep talk, Sean? There's no <laughs> <laughs> in.
0: So you think they're going to use Kirk Cousins to, like, flush the toilet or they're going to flush him <laughs> down the toilet?
3: They're going to have Kirk T. Cousins give the Bears and Lions a uh, pep talk before the season.
0: Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is going to get a swirly from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, the Vikings, yeah, I mean, that, that's a weird division. I could, I mean, look, the Bears could easily take a step back. I, I don't think that
2: would. I mean, I mean, we were comparing them to like the Jaguars of last year and look what happened to the Jags, yeah. you know, this past year. So, hey,
1: Brinson, okay. do you know the win totals for the Packers? Do you have that in front of you or not?
0: I can get it for you in uh, one second if you will. I
1: wonder if it's eight and a half. I feel like it should be, oof, eight and a half. I feel like this team might be on, on a path of destruction, self
2: Oh, so yeah. The I'm with or the
1: you. The Packers. The
2: Packers. I'm with you, Ryan. I'm feeling like this is like the beginning of the end and like it's going to go down in like flames. And
1: Now, we say this every year when the story comes about the Patriots, so maybe it's more like that, but I just feel like they don't have the infrastructure in place in, in Green Bay that New England does. Is and it, clearly is it Aaron did, you, Rogers,
0: did you find it? Is it eight and a half?
1: No, I was guessing. Okay. I, I mean,
3: but the Bears, you the Bears have to play the Rams and the Saints. The Packers don't have to play them. The Bears have to are playing the Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, Saints, Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, it is uh one of those, and it, they're kind of like the Browns, where you had they could fall back. Who knows how they'll respond if they start off zero and four.
1: The Bears?
2: They probably won't be good if they start off zero and four.
1: I'll put that <laughs> Sean's making a bold
2: prediction. Yeah. Zero and four. I'm calling the season at that point. That's so where I draw the line. And moving on to the Mariners. <laughs> hey, the, what, the Mariners, are, Mariners? Yeah, the Mariners are pretty
0: good. We have the best offense in the baseball right now. I cannot find these free Packers are at nine.
2: Ooh. Total nine.
0: Under. Bears, Under. Like- Bears are nine and a half.
1: I don't think they're going
0: eleven and five.
1: They could I don't I just feel like there's this could I think Sean's right. I think this could be the tipping point.
0: Yes. Down go the Packers.
1: They have two first round picks though.
0: Rogers I I kind of tend to agree with Breach. I think Rogers is going to be so supremely I think motivated. Death Breach, sorry. Go on, go on, Brenton, But
1: but let me ask you something. Right
0: no, now. no, he he's get look. Rogers knows that 2019 is going to determine who gets the blame for the Mike McCarthy debacle, yes. and it's either going to be pinned on Rogers if the Packers stink again and he's not great.
1: But or, he doesn't take blame. He blames others.
3: But if he's but, but, it'll, but the public perception will be pretty clear. Right now, yeah. I think there is kind of divide. But if – like Will just said, if Rodgers comes out and they go 11-5 and five next season and make the playoffs, everybody's going to say
0: McCarthy sucked and the Packers should have fired him earlier. Sean, you you jerked your head around because you're like, did somebody call him Will? <laughs> like, Wait, no, well, I just – I was yes. just yawning.
1: When uh, people sort of create drama and I feel like – would you agree that Aaron Rodgers seems to create drama yeah, around him? Yeah, clear.
0: He's he's like a, a likable big bin in that he's like uh, –
1: <laughs> I think he's a little more. Dry. I think he is a little more dramatic. He is more. I don't right. know if he's more likable. He's he's a better football player.
0: I I feel like people like him more because he's like. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is
2: substantially more likable than Ben Roethlisberger.
1: For like he also other doesn't
0: have like the uh,
1: legal like uh, teammates publicly.
0: Sean, oh. uh, I I would say that you don't hear high level teammates thrashing Aaron Rodgers like Greg Jennings is not Antonio Brown, and as Sean well, pointed we,
1: out, we've established Antonio Brown's. Certifiably crazy.
0: Sure, uh, and but also Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the past that Big Ben has.
1: Well, he's estranged from his family. That's sort of weird. I mean, not the same. maybe not the same. It's not the same. But the fact that he's estranged from his family is just one more thing. Like, okay, that's weird. My point that I was I making, blame
0: that on Olivia Munn personally.
1: My point that wow. I make is that that's what a the
0: lot of hot takes being thrown around here.
1: That's a lot to take on when you're the guy that's always creating drama. That. Personally, you have to take on all that, all that baggage, all that chip on your shoulders, John was pointing out. And at some point, it weighs on you. And at some point, you seem to collapse underneath it and you just sort of implode. And I wonder is he the type of person that implodes or he just keeps blaming other people? Keeps creating drama, and he never gets caught up in the vortex of it all. Well,
0: and I think look, there's a fair case to be made. Like Matt Lafleur has said publicly that this offense with the Packers is going to involve a lot of motion and a lot of bunch formations and a lot of like new modern stuff that we've been yelling about. The Packers need to incorporate, but it's also been said very publicly that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like that stuff, and that he mm-hmm. wants to he wants to throw back shoulder. I mean, like that could be a problem. Like if if he if he and Matt Lafleur, that's my only concern about your argument, Breach. Is like he's like he's gonna flush Matt Lafleur in a toilet. Like if he does that, then it's gonna implode. Like that's when things could really. Why go would sell. it implode?
1: He did it last year and the last the years before it though.
0: And they imploded.
1: Well, that's because he's hurt.
0: Last year,
3: yeah, he had a bum knee. he hit her in week one, I and mean, then he was yeah, giving the rest plus- of the season.
0: Okay, that's why that's why we're blaming the Packers meltdown on that bum knee. Right? I'm just
1: look. Me and Sean are on on team anti-Packers. You guys are riding the Packers to nine plus wins. Is that right?
0: Wilson colon Rodgers is trash and a bad Emotion, Colon Rodgers a- is trash. <laughs> Can
1: that be the
3: headline for the story podcast on price. Monday yeah. when you yeah. put the Big Six podcast story together,
0: Brenton? Yeah. yeah. CBS Sports. CBS Sports. Ryan Wilson colon Aaron Rodgers a crappy human being.
2: Less and people, I, then, I, th- I think it should be Will Brunson. Olivia Munn is, the, is, every, is everything to blame for Aaron Rodgers. But then whatever the headline is, the deck has to say, don't wear a
3: hat on your second date.
2: <laughs> Good God.
1: I tell you what, people are like, I-, I need to clip this to find out what's going on.
3: we <laughs> are giving dating advice on this podcast. Every, every
2: single stuff? review is going to be, I don't care about Sean's dating life. Please stick to football. <laughs>
0: Um, I've got to. I've got to tighten up. I've got some bad reviews lately. People have been bashing. They're saying I'm too rambly, too tangenty. Yeah, I was telling you this on the podcast as you spent 20 minutes talking to me about baseball.
2: This was like on Friday. I and mean, you were we like here's do my podcast, and then you leaned back and kept talking about baseball. <laughs> well, instead of rambling, Brenton, who is
3: your team that is gonna team, to the playoffs?
0: My team, John, is Matt Lafleur's old team and Ooh. your home team. The Tennessee Titans went nine and seven last year with a banged up Marcus Mariota. They added Ryan Tannehill and I know that's not the, the world's, <laughs> Ryan Wilson. That's
1: your, that's point B. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> no, I just think that, I think if they'd had Ryan Tannehill for the games where they had Blaine Gabbard last year, they would have made the playoffs.
1: No. I think Blaine the te- actually wasn't terrible in all those games. I he think,
0: the, I think the Texans will take a step back. I think the Colts are very good and will probably win the division, but they could, they don't have to be great this year. Um, and I think the Titans figured something out with, with, uh, Derrick Henry in that heavy run game. I think they'll be able to, to utilize that more this year. Mariota in a contract year, I think he has a nice season. And I think that defense takes another step forward. And I think the, uh, Titans. Why are, is
1: Mar- Marcus Mariota going to stay healthy in 2019?
0: But he didn't know. They have Ryan Tannehill. I told you. Duh. I actually, and you,
3: I you think you. the AFC South is going to send two teams to the playoffs? Cause you just said you think the Colts would likely win the division.
0: I, think, since they sent two last year, sure.
3: Yeah, but that was because Flash. the Steelers imploded. Well, the
1: Steelers I just, just lost their that. best player. But so. that's,
0: but the Steelers can make Steelers and Browns can make the playoffs, and so can the Titans and uh, Colts. Do so so you the think Chargers, the Titans, Titans are beloved Chargers aren't making the playoffs then? It could happen,
2: sure.
1: Sean, it's April. He'll change his tune. Don't worry.
2: I, I love We the, should, pre, instead of predicting who's going to make the playoffs, we should predict who Brinson's going to pick to make the Super Bowl. Cause it's always some outlandish team. The Browns are too, like, sexy, so he won't pick the Browns. It'll be Chargers. the
1: Chargers. It'll be the Chargers.
0: Titans. It's, I think it's going to be, I think I could see it oh, being yeah. the Titans. Might be the Titans. Might be the Titans. Um, I like this. Panthers. He's going to go home. Nah. No. no, he
1: doesn't like to go with the hometown team. He's been people...
0: burned by the Panthers.
3: 49ers. I could see the 49ers. He's been burned by the NFC South, I think. The 49ers. 49ers. So, everyone's
2: going to be on the 49ers. No, so.
3: not every, you think you go. everyone's going to put Browns 49ers? Everyone can't be on every team, Sean. Just everyone's going to be on the Browns.
0: Browns is going to be out, out of control. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win the division because everybody's going to be on the Browns. Um, the uh, I, the 49ers are my second team in this exercise because I knew I I had a pretty good idea which three teams you guys would pick because they're the three. I mean, once Sean went Browns, I knew Ryan would go Steelers, which, Good pick, and I I thought that John would take the next most obvious pick, which is the Packers. Like those three teams are good picks to make a bounce back and make the playoffs. I think. Um, so it's gonna like I think it'd be tough to find a fourth or fifth team, but it would be shocking to me if um they, or it wouldn't be shocking to me if maybe uh, the, the other team I considered was the Giants. Don't know. Get to stop it. I know you were saying this on like Friday too.
2: Stop how you it. wouldn't be surprised if it somehow worked? Could work.
1: This guy's gonna draft Daniel
2: or...
0: Jones. The
1: Jets. You're just being annoying now. Why? I think the Falcons actually have a legit conversation about they'll be healthy. Yeah. They'll, get, they'll get Deion Jones back. Um, you know, <laughs> Matt. What?
0: Ryan Tannehill. The Falcons have Deion Jones.
1: He was a huge part of why they were terrible in defense. He got hurt. I know. I know. And also, um, uh, their safety got hurt. What's his name? Keanu Neal. He's back, too. So, I mean, their defense went straight in the toilet. You talk about Alex Mack affecting that um, 2014, whatever year that was for the Browns. That was a huge deal last year for the Falcons. And I can tell have-
3: you one team that Ryan won't pick to make the playoffs: the Detroit Lions. That's what I was going to say too.
1: <laughs> Maybe how he dare you, Although he cleaned himself up for the owners' meetings, he actually looked presentable.
0: He did. He did. Uh, good for Matt Patricia. All right, good for us. It's a long podcast. We got to get out of so, here.
3: Are we off for the next ten weeks due to Game of Thrones? Is that how this is working? I think so. I think we got to study up. We're dipping out on Brenton and watching oh, and watching some GOT.
0: Oh, you don't have time to podcast, John. We're doing it. We might be doing a separate Game of Thrones podcast. I'm not even kidding. A CBS Sports Game of Thrones podcast. They want us to do one. Azer, Azer, like J- separate, not on the Pick Six podcast, like an actual podcast. Because Azer be attention. Azer, Azer, and Jamie. Azer and Jamie are talking about do, do, doing a recap of Fantasy Football today. and somebody pointed out that we should just all team up and do a separate Game of Thrones podcast. So it'd be the four of us. Azer and Azer has the worst Game of Thrones takes ever. He's like, the dragons are so boring. Um, uh, <laughs> Jamie, he's like, can we get some more? Uh, uh where's the where like where's the where's the place they were at where Khaleesi was at forever? That was just like Marine. He said, like, can we get some more Marine time, please? Um, Azer, Jamie, and then Prisco. We'd all recap it. Uh, the okay. the that's, li- that's a big that's a big panel. Da 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 The uh, the the listeners spoke, and they said they would prefer if we recapped it on Monday for Tuesday. So they don't want the recap as part of Monday's show. Um, you got to give people time to watch it. It makes sense. Yeah, I get it. And I'll be honest. Look, if we're pulling back the curtain here, we don't want to record after the Game of Thrones. It ends at like eleven o'clock on Sunday night. That's pretty brutal.
3: Not all of us live in the Eastern Time Zone, Brenton.
2: Yeah, see he always forgets us, just like my last name. <laughs> so we figure. are doing it part of the Pick Six podcast. We're tentably, not tentably. I, I got, feel I, like this giant podcast that you guys are dreaming up is just not going to happen or if it does it's going to be a huge disaster. <laughs> I will I will gladly try it, but I just hate people with like Prisco yelling at you about something and He actually out dragons.
0: dragons. What uh what would the name of this podcast be? What would we I mean? don't know,
2: but Matt Patricia could play Samuel
0: Tarley. If, if they needed to request it,
1: that's Jeez. disrespectful to Samuel Tarley <laughs> but I like <laughs> it
0: <completely. laughs> Seriously, all right, we're gonna get out of here. This is Pick Six Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow these guys on Twitter at John Breach, at Shaw J Wagner, which you also forget your last name whenever you tweet, and at Ryan Wilson CBS. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.